Is it music for the masses? Uh, no. No, I didn't think so. Nice. All right, nice to see you. Hello and welcome to Isopod, the isolation podcast. We are back after a brief hiatus. <laughs> Uh, Jack, how are you doing today? We got we got Jack's flu game. He's a little sick. Yeah, um, we're uh, <clears throat> we're starting to make a uh, um, this a kind of a an isopod thing, isopod tradition of not recording every only recording every five months, right? Um, yeah, feeling a little under the weather, so apologies if uh, my voice is a little stuffy or whatever. But we're we're pushing through. I picked the. We wait five months to, to record. <laughs> wait until the one week that I'm sick. That's yeah, we we kind of got inspired a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, when there's a lot of good music to drop, and then I, I wouldn't say the last couple weeks have been super slow, but um, def, de- definitely October had a lot of really good releases that got us excited. That totally, um, yeah. we want to talk about a little bit. Um, I guess that's a little foreshadowing but jack what are you listening to these days what's in the earbuds oh man um listening to actually a lot of the the, the latest phoenix album listening to that quite a bit um i've got that and then uh the 1975 they dropped a, a new lp a few weeks ago um and i was really enjoying the singles that were leading up to the album and so i was pretty confident that that, that i would enjoy that album pretty significantly and i ended up being the case um a few on there that i wasn't super uh uh hyped on but i think overall um it's a very enjoyable listen those two are right up there and then i man i keep going back to the uh the cold-blooded version of melt my eyes by denzel that um, for those of you who haven't heard it, you have to, I mean, it's like this jet, ja- it's this very jazz infused, um, version on some of the songs that are on his LP from earlier this year. And it is, it's how a remix or deluxe album should be made. Um, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Um, so that's, that's what, that's what are going in the Sony's for me so far. What about you? Um, well, I've been really into jazz rap. I think I, I mentioned that to you. I'm becoming an old head, I think. Um, so you, you mentioned that Denzel uh, deluxe yeah. album, which I was going to say has been on repeat. Uh, Mavi dropped an album called Laughing So Hard It Hurts um, along that jazz rap yeah. um, line back in October. Loyal Carner, um, a British rapper, came out with his sophomore maybe his third lp uh called that Hugo, which fantastic I too really yeah. really like yeah, yeah um danger mouse dropped an album called cheat codes uh that was earlier in the summer but that's black kind thought, of yep yep with black thought along that uh jazz rap um line and then ka our favorite uh volunteer fireman from uh brownsville dropped two albums uh just a few weeks ago so yeah, really been into that kind of percussive, slower BPM, um, samples, loops type mm-hmm. of type of rap, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. almost spoken word at times. So uh, that's what I've been listening to. I got I just got into this band called Men I Trust. Do you know them at all? They're not new or like. Particularly... I've heard that name. Yeah, I don't know if I could say any of their any of their music, but um, yeah, they're I've heard the name. 
Canadian indie band, um, almost like electro pop at times, but really have been enjoying them recently. And yeah. then, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of get into it, but there's a few albums from two weeks ago that we, we both really liked. Yeah, um, totally. But let, let's get into that playlist. Uh, it, if you have been following the Isopod playlist, that has been being updated every week, maybe, maybe a day or two late at times, but but we stay on top of that um, playlist. So yeah, That seems to be the one consistent thing about Isopod is that playlist. So when we aren't putting out uh, episodes, that is remaining the one constant for sure. Yep, well, we'll always keep updating that. So um, let, let's go into la- last week's playlist. Um, there's yep. nine new songs, uh, five of them from Jack. So I'll let you start it off. Yeah, um, well, first from me, um, uh, this was a, a, a song off of Ziggy Albert's latest LP. Uh, it's called The Great Divide. Um, Ziggy, uh, Ziggy's funny because a lot of his music ends up sounding the same to me, but I kind of enjoy his sound so it's it's kind of like that jack johnson effect where you know like i i constantly go back to it when i want that kind of beachy uh chill relaxed relaxed kind of vibe and ziggy's definitely in that category but um ziggy lately even though he still sticks to his his roots and um and how he produces music he's gotten to be a lot more of a uh, progressive i think songwriter um speaking on some pretty heavy topics um over some very relaxed melodies and um this song is no different it's talking about um unity coming together looking at life from a loving perspective and kind of putting aside our differences to come together as as people as 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 a nation um and so um just really enjoying enjoying this song a lot um his songwriting seems to seems to have really taken a taken a big step on this one. Nice. My my first pick was uh, "Die for You" from Joji. Uh, this is off his new Smithereens uh, project. Uh, it's kind of like a slower, minimal, glossy keyboard um, beat, kind of reminiscent of his uh, twenty eighteen ballads. Uh, sorry, ballads record. Uh, this takes place immediately post breakup. Um, a breakup he didn't want and is kind of lamenting over. Um, he has this heartbreaking chorus as he talks about um, her being happy without him and how he hopes it's true and that he'd still die for you. So a really gorgeous, minimal song of heartbreak. Mm. As Joji ends up doing quite a bit, very nicely. Um, <clears throat> next song for me is uh, a song that uh, comes off of an album that was recommended by our indie rock correspondent, Charlie Kittredge. So thank you, Charlie. Is that for what he that. is now? <laughs> He's a lot of correspondence. <laughs> Lucas is steaming. <laughs> um, Blue Stones is the name of this band. Um, and uh, the song is called Don't Miss. This is a really enjoyable listen uh, for those alt-rock indie heads out there. Um, some, I, some serious Black Keys influence. That was my first kind of um, takeaway from from the album, which I, I don't think is a, it, it's only a positive, I think, on this album. It's um, uh, just loving the, uh, the, the distorted vocals, filtered vocals over these really um, thumping guitars. Um, just, they, they bring a really great energy to, uh, to this album, some great passion behind this track. 
And yeah, this is also an album that I've kind of been going back to ever since he gave me the recommendation. Uh, really enjoying this one. Um, the album as a whole is fantastic. Definitely, definitely worth a listen. And that one just came out or sometime this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it came out, uh, came out about a week ago. Oh, cool. Add that one to my list. Next, we got uh, Baby Queen by the Gorillas, or by Gorillas, I suppose. Uh, it's the third single from them, uh, from their upcoming album, Cracker Island. Uh, they had two big features in Thundercat and Tame Impala on the first two singles, but this track is just uh, 2D, reminiscing of a Thailand princess he met uh, moons ago in the 90s. It's this groovy, synth-driven track, kind of a throwback to their plastic beach type uh, sound. And Damon's vocals are focused but mysterious. And yeah, I I can't get enough of the gorillas and they're three for three for me so far on these singles. They haven't really Uh, missed the last couple years, huh? Yeah, I I guess I'm just a gorilla super fan now. Yeah, yeah. Is this um, this in uh, promotion of a new... Um, song machine album. No, no. Th- this this album is is supposed to be titled Cracker Island. Um, so Cra- Cracker Island was the first sing or maybe the second single. That was the one with Thundercat. I see. Okay. Um, but okay. the album itself is also called Cracker Island. Got I believe. it. Okay. Okay. Great. So not part of the song machine. Cool. Well, Gorillas, you got another super fan over here. Um, next up for me is uh, a band that um has been uh, on the map for close to 20 years, actually over 20 years at this point. Um, Phoenix just dropped a brand new album, uh, and this song is called After Midnight. Uh, Just love the, uh, they're really going back to their roots on this song. I mean, it sounds, they sound just as fresh as, as they did when they released their, their Wolfgang LP that, uh, that is, uh, well known as being um, among I think most Phoenix lovers their best album to date um, but I think this one this whole album gives gives that a run for its money I, I, I didn't see a, a false note on on any of these tracks um, this one being my favorite it's a very enjoyable listen and I've honestly been kind of craving a, an indie album like this um, really goes back to like the roots of of indie rock kind of like mellow dramatic uh vocals uh being sung by these very sung over these very um energetic looping guitars um and i love that they they also collaborated with um ezra koenig who's uh the front man to vampire weekend um seems like a very uh uh necessary collaboration between those two um definitely recommend this album to any indie heads next we have rich flex uh by 21 savage and drake uh this was the intro track to their collab album that just came out last week uh it begins with young nudie and 21 talking about a big night out on the town um it's got this spooky trap instrumental um produced by take Heath that 21 has just made a career off of um after that 
little intro, Drake comes in with uh, the meme, can you do a 21, and 21's going back and forth. It's, it's become quite the TikTok trend, but I actually really like it. It's 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 really one of the only times on the album where it, it feels like Drake and 21 are like naturally going back and forth with each other. Um, and then we get one of Drake, uh, 21's better verses on the album, I think. Um, and then this awesome Drake segue into this beat switch where the beat speeds up and we get Drake's only like successful bad boy slaughter gang verse on the project, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, more, more M's. We also get a good like dark Drake uh, verse. Um, but I thought this was a really, really good intro track to the album and uh kind of the highlight of the album for me mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll speak more on that going forward but uh i think you have your 21 drake track next yeah um for me my i think my favorite was well for a while it was major dis- distribution for the first couple of days i had that as my as my favorite yeah, they, they, they go one two punch with those two songs yeah i mean th- those those two they 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 go um they they really they really started off strong but i um, I kept going back to a song called Broke Boys. Um, love the energy that both of them... I think this whole album, we'll get into, the, into it a little bit more, but um, like Corey was saying on, on Rich Flex, I think this is also a really great example of how they bounce off each other and balance each other out really well. Um, I haven't heard Drake this energetic on, a, on, on an album or song in a while. Um, his last couple of LPs, I haven't really felt that his uh, hasn't been much passion behind what he's saying. Um, of course, you'll get those cliche Drake lyrics every now and then, um, but uh, this one goes goes hard. I mean, I I uh, might have to bring back the our old segment of Jack Certified Banger of the Week because this would be <laughs> right in there. Well, my. Final track is from Slow Tie. It's titled I Know Nothing. It's I, I believe it's the first single for his upcoming album, which he just announced is done, called Ugly. Um, kind of expecting it late end of the year, maybe early 2023. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't realize this, but I was reading it was also shared in conjunction um, with this Beats by Dre um, Defy the Noise campaign which was focused on kind of the pressures and criticism and abuse athletes, specifically British footballers, uh, receive on social media. Um, So this track begins innocent enough with kind of this slow piano riff in the background and an auto-tuned slow tie exclaiming, I know nothing, I keep getting older. Uh, He continues with this spoken word style, verse about his anxieties and society's unreasonable expectations. He then repeats the chorus as the beat slowly builds into this chaotic, hardcore, guitar-driven rage as he repeats repeats the same verse from from verse one in a much different tone and speed, and Mm -hmm. it's special. It's a statement track from the always unconventional slow tie. I, I mean, you don't really know what's direction he's gonna go he's released two albums so far uh and they've both been great in very different ways so i'm excited for ugly 
this sounds nothing like anything he's he's released before. Um, I had to do a double take when uh, when I first heard this. I was like, is this really? It didn't sound like a slow tie track. And then, I mean, the that guitar at the end. Whew. Yeah, that get that gets you. Um, last one for me is uh, one off of Lecrae. Lecrae's back with uh, with a new new album um, titled Church Close 4. Um, this one was my favorite off of that album called Good Lord featuring Andy Minio. Um, seems like for me, Lecrae, as he's, he's as a hip-hop artist, he is on the older side, um, but really doesn't seem like it when you listen to his energy and what he brings to his, his music now. I mean, it seems like the more he gets older, the more tricks he has up his sleeve. Um, I definitely find his music now to be way more um, uh, forward-thinking and enjoyable than his, um, than his, early, his early, early stuff. Um, on this song specifically, I can really hear some uh, Anderson Pack influence. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I, I was here for it. Um, yeah, uh, song itself, it talks about just, you know, if you're in a kind of a darker, darker place, you know, just like knowing how to, how to pick yourself up and bounce back from it. Um, yeah, good energy all across the board on this song. Love the beat switch at the, at the tail end. Um, yeah, there you go. Um, so that's that for the playlist of this week. Uh, be sure to, com- uh, go back to our isopod 2022 playlist that has all of the music that we've been listening to and the music that we um that we've been posting the last couple months um and uh and the the entirety of the of the year all of our favorite tracks are on there um so uh check that out if you've missed that um but let's get into the albums that we enjoyed last week Um, but first I think from two weeks ago uh, we had a couple standouts Uh, yeah two weeks ago is when I really wanted to record um, because there was some really good albums that that Mm -hmm. came out and honestly we're we're gonna get into some of the albums from this past week but if if you're taking notes and want to pick out some albums these ones we're gonna brush over really quick um would be the ones that i'd vote for for sure um we had so smino was back with that's his third album third studio album i believe sounds right um that comes off of um noir that's right noir yeah that's right 2019 and then yeah i think that's right i think black swan was his only official album before that so yeah that was 2016 i think 2016, 2017, something like that. Um, but yeah, Smito, fantastic album from him. Um, Fred again, who has really kind of blown up um, in 2022, especially after his uh, uh, Boiler Room session um, that came out a few months ago. And he had that... Yeah, really that, good... that's a special record. It's, it's, it's not type of um, genre I usually listen to. And I, I didn't think, I, I knew his name sounded familiar, and I just realized that he produced uh, an, a Heady One album um, from a couple years ago. Wow. So I, I've, I've become a big Heady One fan. He's a, he's a British rapper. Yeah. Uh, Fredigan, yeah. Fredigan's British too, right? I think he's Australian. Um, 
Oh, really? Yeah. He's worked with a lot of British artists. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I this this is not a rap album at all from Fred again. It's electro. I, I, I don't even know how to explain it's it. A, it's, it's electro, not, it's not my but world. his, um, I think the thing that stands out for me in, in his album here is, like, and I, I guess all of his music, I'm a kind of a new newer fan, but he, uh, his ear for samples and how he integrates that with his instrumentals is pretty amazing. Um, just has a really nice ear for uh, how to use samples. Um, yeah, I watched this little video with him and Zane Lowe. And I've seen he, it, like, yeah. put this so good. instrumental Insane. together in like five minutes or something and Zane was just losing his mind. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the the third album I wanted to highlight was uh the third album of October from King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, the the hardest working band in ever the world, <laughs> ever. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean I I haven't given each of them enough listens to like properly rate and rank them but they are all different and they are all good and i think this third one uh titled changes is my favorite so i would agree with that yeah their second uh, one their second one only had two songs but each of them were 15 minutes long <laughs> yeah it was amazing yeah uh i don't know how they do it it's they've really reinvented they've really reinvented music yeah um, and what a band is capable for of. sure and yeah, um, and then wait, Baby wait. Baby Keem. This isn't really a new yeah. album, but Baby Keem dropped his deluxe version of Melodic Blue that had some some interesting uh, extra tracks on there. Um, uh, the interlude I added on the playlist from a couple weeks ago sounds exactly like Fertilizer Frank Ocean Flow, and I love it. Yeah, but yeah, Baby Keem is is carving out a lane in in modern rap that I'm enjoying. Sure is. Um, okay. Let's get into the albums from this past week. Yeah, hey, why not? Um, well, first up, I'd say, I'd say we get into uh, that Drake Twenty One Savage collab. Um, sure. Because I think, like, you know, Drake um, dropped. Honestly, never mind. What was that? Uh, back in in the summer. Uh, what was that? August, maybe. I thought it was early summer, but maybe, maybe not. I have not gone back to it very much. No. I, it, I'm, I'm like, we'll, we'll get in. I'm, I'm a little bit of a Drake hater already, but I, I think anyone, any, any Drake fan can like kind of recognize that that was maybe his worst album yet. Yep. Every, every Drake fan that I know, um, did not enjoy that album at all. Um, and, uh, and so when he announced this new collab with 21, I, I thought that's very interesting. Um, and was really I I I say curious. I'm a hater, but I go into every Jake album just like with hopes that he'll grow as an artist, as a lyricist, as a person, and I don't know. Like like this album wasn't bad at all, but I did go in with high hopes because like Twenty One's kind of no- notorious savage, sinister bars kind of felt like they'd be the perfect complement for Drake, um, and they've had a bunch of hits with like Jimmy Cooks. Yep. Sneak in, Knife Talk, and Mr. Right Now over the past four years, yeah, or past few years. So I, I went right. in with pretty high expectations. Yeah. Did they meet those? Um, yes and no. Like, I, I don't think it was a disaster. Um, I don't think it's 
accurate to call this a collab album. Um, I mean, it, I guess it is, but it, it feels it feels more like a Drake album that Twenty One got handed later and like kind of finished up. Like like mm. Rich Flex really was the only song on the album for me that it felt like there was genuine chemistry between them and like I. I I I don't I don't think Drake's performance was bad at all, um, and like I'll get into it. Like I think some of the solo Drake songs without Twenty One were some of the stronger ones on the LP, uh-huh. um, and I thought he brought some really good energy. But overall, yeah, I, I thought it was fine. Yeah. How about you? Um, similar similar thoughts. I liked it a lot better than honestly. I liked it a lot better than um, the last couple albums that he put out because before honestly never mind what was what was his uh what was the one certified that? lover boy yeah 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 which was not great no i liked it more than that i think um and yeah i mean kind of like i like i said um when i was talking about my my favorite song on there i think um the thing for drake with me that i uh can't seem to get over is just how uninterested he sounds over the majority of his music the last couple years. Like, yeah. It just seems like I he's just, just kind of going through the motions a little bit. He fails. He, he, he just doesn't have any interest in like evolving as an artist. No. Like he's, no. he's rapping. Like it's, it's not that I don't like the subject matter. I, it's fine. Like it's, it's, it's rap music, but it sounds like a high school, like a teenager that's like getting onto the scene and they're like a partier and they, right. They're a womanizer. And like, he just hasn't ever really like matured and stepped up his lyricism. And that's fine. Like we, we mentioned Smino's record and I think Smino is one of the best rappers alive that like, isn't really a strong lyricist. Uh-huh. And uh, like, I would say that's Smino's biggest weakness and Drake is kind of similar in that where like his flows are really good. Like he, he, he does have some really great one-liners, but I don't know the, the lyricism at this point in his career is just exhausting for me. I, I completely agree. Um, there's no, yeah, there's no evolution. I mean, there he's, he's been kind of stuck in the same kind of, you know, let's, let's loop, let's loop a, an 808 with like, a sample that like sounds kind of melodic and then let's just sing about the same old thing. Um, yeah. And, and like it, it's, and it works. It works. <laughs> like Obviously he's, he's gonna keep on having crazy album sales. And I mean, like the, the start of the album is good for me. It really falls off after that with like the backstreet boys, privileged rappers spin about you like stretch of songs. But then like two of my favorite songs are the Drake solo songs near the end in middle of the ocean and jumbo shit poppin. And they're just kind of like produced to perfection for Drake's signature flow. And it's yeah. they're Drake songs and they're good, but I don't know. I just, I just want more. And yeah. it ends with two pretty terrible songs in my opinion. The um, one thing that I, I will, I, I do want to highlight real quick before we move on is um, the one more time sample. Did you, from yeah, from Daft, Daft Punk, from Daft Punk, I when I heard that I was like, how much did they have to pay Daft Punk for that sample? Not only that, but like, why was it like so 
muted. It, it layered, <laughs> like it was muddy. Yeah. And like I mean, it's yeah, it was not. I, I, I also feel like I, I don't know when that song came out. Maybe two decades ago. I, I feel like it's too early to sample that big of a hit. I don't know. It's yeah. it's a great song, Daft Punk. Yeah, I mean, um, it, yeah. And then but, he drops the worst bars on the record on that one about Megan Thee Stallion for some reason, but <laughs> I digress. Oh, gosh. Well, there you go. 21 Savage, Drake, her loss. Um, let's see, what else we got? Um, Phoenix, uh, kind of glossed over that um, album. I'm really, really enjoying that. Um, I just think, like, you know... I wasn't really expecting a new Phoenix album. I didn't even know that they were dropping sing- singles, to be honest. It kind of, I haven't been listening to Phoenix for a couple of years since they dropped their Tiamo album from 2019, I think, um, which I thought was pretty good. But this is a very much like return to form. Like, oh man, I, I'm really, really into this. Uh, and it seems like more of a summer kind of album to me. So it's interesting that they decided to drop it um mid-november but i'm still really really into it uh they're you know they've been doing this for 20 20 years like i said and their energy and uh chemistry within the band just seems like it's never been better um which is great to see um yeah i mean i i don't know i i could see this continuing to be something that i go back to very nice yeah, I, I like that one as well. I'm not super fam- familiar with Phoenix. I, I know they're a stalwart in uh, indie rock and have been around forever, but I, I enjoyed this as well. So yeah. I'll have to go back and listen to some of their music. But yeah. uh, I'll get into Smithereens by Joji a little bit. Um, this is, we're calling it his third album. Um, it's nine songs and 24 minutes split into two discs. So, I mean, this comes up. This comes after uh, Nectar, his 2020 sophomore LP, which was 53 minutes long. So, yeah. I mean, really, this is more of an EP, but I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, we get Glimpse of Us on this album, a uh, single that came out right in the middle of the summer. and Really has enjoyed that one, yeah. Absolutely blown up on TikTok. I think it's one of his best songs to date. Um, Before the Day is Over... Um, is one of my favorite songs on this project. It almost feels like the step before Die For You, even though it's the song after Die For You, um, because like it, it's it's trying to save the relationship that's kind of spiraling downhill. I talked about Die For You. I thought that was a really great track. But otherwise, it's kind of just a lot of really creative ideas that feel unfinished. Um, this is kind of my complaint about ballads, too. I thought ballads was... A really that that was the first I'd heard of Joji, and I think some I, of the things he does are just so different and unique, and just earworms. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it just feels like a lot of yeah creative ideas that are not finished. Um, we have a demo, an interlude, a freestyle on the second disc. Like like what what are we doing? There's twenty minutes. You can't. You don't have time for all that. Yeah. Um. I yeah. So. I, I I wouldn't really recommend listening to this beyond the, the three tracks I mentioned, the, the two singles and Die For You, um, and uh, unless you're a big Joji fan, which I honestly consider myself, but a little yeah. bit disappointing. I, I don't really consider this a full-length full, full length LP, but... Yeah, I would um, agree with that. There, there's some cool ideas on here. 
Yeah, totally. I think that was my my biggest thing. Like, it's it's just too short. It's just it just seems like it's just an unfinished project. Right. Um, it's just uh, it seems like it's like a like a uh half of what should be like a, a full length uh third album for him. Right. Um, but that's kind of how most of his albums have been so far, right? I mean, they've all been pretty short. Well, uh, Nectar wasn't. Nectar was like too long. Yeah, I guess it, I'm thinking it, of Ballad, It was like huh? 18 songs. There was right. a ton of features. And I thought there was a lot of really good songs, but that one had a lot of filler. That was my complaint about it back in 2020. Uh-huh. Um, and I still feel the same way. Like there's there's five or six songs I go back to, but it's it. Yeah. I actually just checked. It's like an 18-song album. And... There's a lot of filler. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I've got one more album to talk about. Did you want to go into anything before that? No, I think I think that's uh, that's all I wanted to highlight. Um, I mean, the, the the albums that I already highlighted already: Ziggy Alberts, Blue Stones, uh, Lecrae, Phoenix. Um, all of those I would say are are worth checking out, especially um, Phoenix and Blue Stones, um, and both of them are kind of in the in a similar. Indie rock, alt rock lane. Gotcha. Well, we're we're recording this on Tuesday, November fifteenth. So, the the albums we're talking about were from the previous week. This this album just came out on Friday, this past Friday. Um, King's Disease Three by Nas. Um, it's his fifteenth studio album, um, and the third of this wow. King's Disease series, uh, all produced by Hit Boy. Uh, the first in the collection brought home Best Rap Album Grammy back in 2020. He's, he's released a couple albums in between these one, two, and threes called Magic and Nasir, and I did not enjoy those, but I've enjoyed every each of the three albums in this trilogy, uh-huh. um, and this one honestly might be my favorite. It's been out just a few days. I've got a few listens in, but it's a 50-minute feature list there's no features on it album from nas in his third decade in hip-hop and he's making some of his best work since illmatic uh i i strongly believe that hit boy saves all his best beats for nas um, <laughs> he infuses these like warm soul samples rich with nostalgia into these like modern techniques um and meanwhile nas is still the storytelling king when he wants to be as evidenced on legit and thun as he kind of reflects about his path to rap rap mogul and jokes about his beef with jay-z on uh thun he pays homage to michael jackson and quincy jones on the next track uh mike and quincy and on 30, he shows a much more personal side. And in general, I think this was a much more personal record from Nas, um, something he didn't even really do on King's Disease 1 or 2. They were more tr- tr- transcending and like overarching like themes of his community and his, not, not his status in music. Um, that, that was more, th- this one feels more of that like personal, um, reflecting on his success, regrets, and tribulations from the past 30 years in hip-hop uh he makes a lot of references to the younger generation in this record and i thought he did it in a really really good way acknowledging like their talent and and he kind of comforts in his influence on them uh the final two track two tracks beef and don't shoot speak on black violence and kind of show development from his past rhymes after the violence he's experienced overall i really think it's one of his 
best and kind of a testament to storytelling and just evolving as an artist. Um, we, we talk about how some artists refuse to do it, but yeah. Nas has been in the game for three decades now and he's still putting out incredible yeah. projects, which is why like Hard he, to do he's that. got, you, you, you can, you can argue that he's the greatest ever. He's maybe not, maybe not my pick, but you can make a really strong debate that he is because there really aren't a lot of 40, 50, 60 year olds making hip hop records that I enjoy listening to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good word. Um, well, cool. Uh, that wraps up what, uh, from the music we've been listening to from this week and the weeks prior, um, something that is dropping this week that is of note, Brock Hampton, their final I was going to drop, I was going to drop that on you. Surprise. Yeah. So you know. Um, final LP. Uh, I, I, I have a hard time believing this is their final album, but it's not the first time they've claimed this. I, I know. Album. <laughs> so like, see or no, Jack, are you intrigued? I don't know, man. The first two singles I have not enjoyed. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, I'd like to say CC because I've enjoyed pretty much everything they've, every album they've put out so far, but their first two singles I did not like. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to say C just for the sake of it being Brock Hampton's last project, but I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'll say no. I think it's time for them to go solo. I think they've lost a lot of the like energy and excitement that made the the saturation trilogy so much fun um and yeah i'm 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 pretty confused by these first two singles i i might be mistaken but i'm kevin abstract's really the only one with vocals i was on go- both i was of thinking them. the same thing and <laughs> i was like especially this this last this last uh single I forget the name of it, but I was like, and I enjoyed the production. I was like, man, this sounds like a beat for Matt Champion. Where's it? Where's Don McLennan on this? Uh-huh. They they just weren't. So I, I'm sure they will be all over this album. But uh, yeah, it, it it feels it feels time for them to go in their own in own ways from from afar. I mean, right? Like their their Twitter tirades and stuff that were so much fun in 2018 are just kind of making me roll my eyes now and yep i don't know i i'm there's there's so many talented artists in this group and i i I think they'll have success in other avenues but i'm i'm hopeful about this album so we'll see yeah likewise i'm i'm just waiting for the day that bareface drops his his solo lp he's my he's my favorite um aside from kevin i think but um yeah i think as a as an artist, like being versatile, I think Bareface could really do some special things. Dom too. I mean, he's a gifted, uh, gifted lyricist. I think he's arguably the most the most talented rapper of the group. But um, we'll see. Don't sleep on Merlin Wood. <laughs> Merlin. All right. Cool. Anything else? Anything else coming this week? That's the biggest one, I I believe. I don't think so. Jack's sick and he's late for his meeting, so we're gonna let him go. Um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we'll get another 
episode or two in before the end of the year. At least got to get an end of the year. Definitely do an end of the year. Yeah, maybe one in between there. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, send your playlist recommendations for us and keep, keep tuning in. Yep. We'll see you next time.